0: have kids, they said. It will be fun, they said. Who the heck are they anyway? As moms, we sacrifice a lot for our families, our time, our health, our wallets, our identity, friendships, personal care, and of course, our beloved sleep. Motherhood is a crazy ride, one that is not meant to be braved alone. It takes a village, right? Well, your village is here. I'm your host, Sabrina Greer, and every week I'll be diving into the gray areas of motherhood with some very special guests. This is not the highlight reel, but the real deal. So reheat that cup of coffee, turn up the volume and get ready for the reminder that you've got this mama. Hello, and thank you for tuning in. You're listening to You've Got This Mama, the podcast, and I am super excited for our guest today. This is a very special series. We're we're actually launching. It's to help moms during this time with all different aspects of their life. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about our guest today, Krista Lockwood, and we're going to dive right into our conversation. So welcome, Krista. Hi.
1: Hey, thank you so much. I love this series. It's super needed and just high five to you for doing this.
0: Well, thank you. Okay, so Krista teaches moms how to declutter so they can take focus off the stuff inside of their homes and put it back into the people in it. In 2013, her and her husband moved from Alaska to Florida with only one suitcase. And while she doesn't believe you need to go that extreme, she has been able to master the balance of having enough, but not too much. Her core beliefs are to be kind and supportive and to create the life and home you want no matter what it looks like, Motherhood Simplified was built on this foundation of her experience, passion, and support. You are not alone in your quest for simplicity or the struggles that come along with it. So thank you for being yes. here. And I'm super excited because we're going to dive in today and really just talk about how we can use this time that we're, we're all being given as something productive and ways to achieve that, right? So you're an expert on decluttering and sort of the minimalist lifestyle, which, you know, I, I'm sitting in my basement right now, as I know you are too, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because I know we need to find somewhere to get away from the kids. But yeah, we're, we're not decluttered over here. So I'm super excited to dive in and, you know, get right to it. So mm-hmm how about you start by telling a little bit about you? Like, how did you, how did you get here? How did you, you know, come up with this idea as a business model and how do you support moms?
1: Yeah. So it started when back in 2013, my husband is a serial entrepreneur as well. And we are both born and raised in Alaska. And he got to a point where he was like, I feel like I'm maxed out here. What would you think if we just moved to a big city and dominated? And at that time we only had three kids. um, And I thought he was joking. And then the next week he had an interview in Florida that he accepted on the spot. And so we had no choice but to get to Florida, right? Unless I wanted to live in Alaska while he was living in Florida. And we didn't have the money to bring our stuff with us. It didn't make sense to leave it all behind in a storage unit until we could bring it with us. So he went to Florida and found us a house and I stayed behind with the three kids and got rid of all of our stuff other than what fit into our suitcases because we were really broke at the time and we couldn't even afford to have like an extra suitcase per person. So we flew down there with just one suitcase each. We had like two of clothes, one of toys and started completely over. And I did not know back then that like decluttering was a thing. I didn't know that like minimalism was a a practice (laughs) or anything like that. Um, And it was the craziest thing because I went from like really overwhelmed, always behind, never, you know, trying to avoid my house. I was always looking for something to do on the weekend, just not wanting to be at home to being obsessed with being home, um, loving, you know, coming home at the end of the day after work, and having all of this time and energy. And I thought it was because we went from Alaska, like this cold, dark place to living on the beach. But eventually I realized like, oh, it's because I didn't have all of the laundry piles. I didn't have all of the dishes. I didn't have to spend, you know, my weekends playing catch up or trying to organize the playroom anymore. I just got to enjoy my family inside of our home. And that I started putting the pieces together about what happened about two years ago when I had my toddler because I was in a due date group with a bunch of other moms and they were all like struggling with keeping up with laundry and dishes and toys. And they started asking me, like, how do you have clean floors? Like You have four kids and a giant dog. Like, how do you have time to vacuum? <laughs> um, and it was then that I started to realize like, Oh, it, I don't have all of this stuff anymore. Like life completely changed. And they started asking me for tips. Like, how do you, how do I do this? Right? Like, how do I get to where you're at? And so I opened up a Facebook group and would run free decluttering challenges and would just help them. I would just, I just ask them, what do you need help with decluttering? And then I would give them a solution. They would go do it. And I would be like, report back, tell me, tell me how it went. And it was just the cycle over and over again of like, them asking for help, me giving them a solution and then getting feedback and doing it over and over again. And it's just grown into what it is today where I have, I have the challenges that I know work well. I keep, I kept those around and I have courses that I know work well. So I've been able to kind of refine it and declutter the stuff that didn't work. (laughs) So amazing.
0: I think it's so great because we don't think about that, right? We don't think about how having a cluttered home actually clutters your mind, right? There's, we don't often see the correlation between the two. And it's so true, right? Like the piles of laundry, I, I'm guilty, like, Folding laundry is my nemesis. It drives me crazy. And it's one of those things like it takes 10 minutes to wash, 10 minutes to dry, and then, you know, seven to 10 days to fold and put away. So there's always a pile of clean laundry, always a pile of dirty laundry. It feels like there's always laundry. And it's exhausting. Yeah. Right. It like haunts me at night. I'm like, oh, I forgot to fold the laundry and then it goes and sits there still. And it's like taunting me from the corner. So I just, I think it's so powerful that you, you found a way to support moms. You know, I know you work with all people, but you know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's so amazing. Moms really feel the brunt of it. I mean, you have how many children? Five. We have five now. (laughs) Five. Like that's crazy i can't even imagine so i'm super excited for you to share some of your you know tips and tricks and how to do it yeah. but one thing i wanted to ask you is during this time and i'm i'm speaking directly about covid-19 we're in self isolation social distancing you know nobody's really leaving their homes why is right now the best time to declutter do you think
1: because we're in it we are literally stuck inside of our homes and I think it's such a powerful time to get clarity on what we have and how much we have and why we have it. I think before this all happened, right, like before we were forced to spend all this extra time in our house, you know, not being able to escape like I, like I used to, um, yeah. we would, tell ourselves things, and this is normal of like, I'm going to keep this stuff just in case. I'm going to keep this stuff for, you know, in case we ever need it one day, or what if, or, you know, because it was a gift from somebody and I don't, I, you know, I feel bad getting rid of it, but it's really just taking up space in my home. I don't really want it. Or, you know, all of these reasons that we keep things. And I think now that we're in it is a, just such a powerful time to reevaluate that. And if there was ever a time for just in case and what if, yeah. we needed all of this stuff. It would be now, right? Absolutely. <laughs> like that closet full of stuff that we've avoided that we're like, Oh, you know, one day it might be useful. This is about, <laughs> this is about as intense of a time as we're ever going to get, where if we did need stuff, we would, we would need it now. And I think a lot of us are finding that we don't. And so I think it's just, we're stuck inside of our homes. We might as well have these honest conversations about what yeah. we have and why and how it's actually affecting us. Absolutely. And taking
0: up space like now we need space more Mm -hmm. than ever in our homes, right? Because we're not just like taking off and going to work and the kids aren't going to school and like, there's people in our homes. And you know, it's, it's important, I think, to, yeah, I I love doing those exercises, especially with my kids where it's like, okay, have you used it in -hmm. the past, like 30 days? no, mm-hmm. then you're probably not going to. Yeah. Right. So I think there's probably, you must have a lot more tips and tricks around that, but I, <laughs> I, you know, I'm, I'm starting to do that exercise with them where it's like, is, is this important? Is it not, you know, the Maria Kondo style, um, you know, if the does this bring you joy and <laughs> does this make you feel good or can it go? Yeah. So how do you recommend getting started with, you know, things are closed right now. The donation centers are closed. You know, how do you get rid of stuff right now without trashing it
1: completely? Yes. Yes. This, yeah, this is a, this is a big, big question. And I will try to, I could talk forever about it. And I have been a lot lately, but in the situation that we're in right now, you can do tiny projects, right? Like we can do things like junk drawers. We can do things like going through the craft supplies and getting rid of the trash. Right. Because, One of the things that was most surprising to me when we got rid of all of our stuff when we left Alaska was honestly how much trash we had, right? Stuff that, that, because I have a, a pretty unique experience, stuff that people would not buy from me. I held three garage sales and I was basically begging people to take stuff off of my lawn for me. There were things that the donation centers wouldn't accept from me and I couldn't, I just didn't have anywhere to take it. People wouldn't even take it um, because it wasn't sellable or they already had too much of it. Um, I think maybe some people have experienced this too. Like we take our stuff to consignment stores, you know, super excited. We're going to give them our stuff and they're going to give us cash back and they turn it away and say, we have too much already. And then they, they either donate it themselves or give it back to you so that you can donate it. Um, But we can start small and we can kind of go through these surface level areas of our houses. And a lot of times that happens, you know, we keep like bins of stuff in closets or we're sitting in our basements, right. Or in our basements (laughs) and we open it up and we realize like, Oh, like it got ruined or, or it's so dated that, you know, I can't sell this. Nobody wants it. And it's a hard truth, but a lot of our stuff just isn't valuable. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying just go throw everything in your house away. But you can go through with a discerning eye and take away these things that are trash. Um, I know some places, and this is controversial, so I don't want to tell you to do it or not do it, but in some cases, things like a buy nothing group or, you know, the free cycle project, you can put stuff up on there and, you know, in a time like this, people might actually benefit from it. I've seen some places, like some you know, like Walmarts and Targets are closing down aisles of like pots and pans because they're not considering it essential. So if you declutter your kitchen and somebody needs these cooking supplies or dishes or utensils or whatever, and they can't get it locally, it could be an opportunity to, you know, give that to somebody who needs it. I know this is also kind of a heavy subject, but there's a lot of like domestic situations where people are needing to get out and they need supplies so you might have to do a little bit more like you know digging and elbow work to figure out where to bring your stuff that is usable and could benefit somebody um but it's also kind of a that's also kind of a powerful thing too right you normally probably would have dropped it off at your goodwill or your local donation center this is a chance now to maybe find somebody you can give it to directly who can use it and of course be smart, Mm -hmm, (laughs) you you know, sanitize it, be mindful about that. Um, But I don't think it has to necessarily completely stop. You just, it's not going to go as quickly or conveniently as it has before. Well, and I love
0: that idea. So I'm affiliated with a charity here in Canada called Mamas for Mamas. Uh, They're based out of Kelowna, BC, and they have chapters all across Canada. And the chapters are essentially what you just said. It's a, a exchange- or donation Facebook group where people post like hey i've got you know size 3 diapers and i'd love to exchange them for wipes or something like that right or you can just say hey i've got this change table you know that i'm looking to to donate
1: mm-hmm.
0: front door pickup or whatever it is right yeah. so um yeah i think that's a, a great idea to find things because people will need things right now and you know not a lot of businesses are closed and because of social distancing and whatever else, non-essential businesses. So to be able to help somebody in need that, you know, desperately needs a pot or a pan Mm -hmm. or dishes or, you know, like goods that you have around your house that might not be trash, but, you know, somebody could use them. I think that's a really, really great idea because people need stuff. They definitely need stuff right now.
1: Yeah, the one that I've been seeing a lot in our local group is like, um, because everybody's having to do school from home and people aren't really equipped for that. There's been lots of um, like supplies going through, but even like bigger furniture, like kids who need desks to work at, right? Because you for a family like us, who we have five kids, (laughs) having a designated desk area is really helpful for right now. So I've seen that too. Um, People just, you know, being smart about it, sanitizing and doing porch pickup, keeping their distance, um, but that is one way. Even like printers, people are like, "I need a printer because <laughs> I have yeah. to print off my kids' stuff now," um, and just little things like that. I think it's the time to be more involved in the community and yeah. really, yeah, doing it in that way versus just dropping it off at a at a store. Who you're like, now it's your problem, basically. <laughs>
0: Well, exactly. And it's the same. So with clothing, for example, you know, I always, before I became affiliated with Mamas for Mamas, I used to just like drop it off in that green bin at the side of the road. And I have no idea where it goes. I have no idea who actually comes and collects it and sorts it and where it ends up. Right. There's no there's no connection there. There's no like, Oh, I feel like I helped somebody. It's like, no, I feel like I just dumped my garbage (laughs) somewhere at the side of the road. So I I love that idea of just being, you know, super careful and mindful and you know, allowing people to, to take stuff. And that's why I became affiliated with Mamas for Mamas. It was, I saw a need, right? I had all these amazing friends who are in the fashion world, who had these beautiful clothes that they never wear and -hmm. they wanted to donate them somewhere, but they don't want to put them in the bin on the side of the road because they're too nice for that, but they don't know where to send them or where to give them. So they just end up sitting in a bin in their basement or their closet or wherever. Mm -hmm. And it just sits there and collects dust when somebody could be using that to, you know, get back into the workforce or, you know, maybe they just can't afford clothes for themselves because they have children. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't remember the last time I bought myself clothes really. Same. <laughs> like, Same. I, don't, I don't remember <laughs> yeah. five kids. I can't imagine you've been buying yourself anything, but yeah. yeah, it's, so I think it's just really nice to be able to, to be part of that community and to give back that way. So.
1: Yeah. And I think that's, I'm glad that we had this conversation because it's not really something that I haven't been able to articulate it in that way, but we are in a time, I think, where people are learning to prioritize connection, right? Especially connection over, over being busy and connection over having a whole bunch of stuff. And I think it's a really powerful time to lean into that and share what we have, right? Because essentially that's what we're able to do right now. If you have something usable, you're sharing what you have, you're able to give that to somebody who needs it. And I think that's pretty powerful. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're all in this together. Yeah. Right. Like, it's we're, not a a, time. we're
0: not alone. <laughs> this, this is a global experience yeah. right now. And not to discredit or discount anyone's situation, because I know there's people getting laid off. I know there's a lot of panic and stress and anxiety. And, you know, I absolutely see and hear and feel for everyone who's experiencing all of those very real emotions. But I choose, and I do believe it's a choice. I choose to see this time as a gift. It's a restart. It's a forced like boom, the reset button. And really what better way to sort of encourage that reset than to declutter your home. I just think it's such a, a perfect start. Yes. And this whole series that we're doing, Um, is going to cover off on different aspects of of that, how you can really just sort of come out. I I keep saying it's like the metamorphosis of a butterfly, right? I don't know how much you know about butterflies. I didn't really know that much until I started like diving down the rabbit hole of this theory, but a a caterpillar goes into a cocoon, eats itself, digests itself, turns into (laughs) caterpillar soup for lack of a better word (laughs) And comes out a butterfly, but it's a messy, gross, uncomfortable, awful experience inside of that cocoon. I think we're in the cocoon right now, Yeah. right? Like we're, we have a choice of how we come out the other side of this. It's inevitably going to end at some point, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so how are we going to show up for ourselves? How are we going to improve ourselves in this cocoon so that we can come out, you know, the butterfly the way we want to show up? Yeah.
1: Okay. So we didn't talk about this before, but it's so funny that you mentioned that because I literally ordered caterpillars for my kids yesterday because that's how I feel too. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. this is, and it's just one of those ways. Like you're, I think we're in a time where people are figuring out how to creatively keep themselves sane. And yes. I'm like, I feel like this is what's happening with us. And I'm going to get these caterpillars with my kids and we're going to watch them. Yeah, <laughs> And it's going to, I'm going to be like, this is the metaphor for our life. Yeah. Well, it, um, it's so true. It's, it's yeah. you know, we have, we have the choice
0: to sit with it and make the best of it. And you know, the whole world, it's almost like the whole world is on pause. Yeah. And it's allowing us to see for the first time in a long time, things that we maybe haven't seen, right? Mm-hmm. To be present with our kids, Yeah. to declutter our homes and our minds and our inboxes and whatever else is weighing heavy, right? It's just, we mm-hmm. have the, this gift of time.
1: Yeah. And again, this is
0: not to discredit anyone who's like feeling the real feelings. I acknowledge mm-hmm. and I absolutely, you know, I'm, I'm here for you. I'm here for anyone who needs to, you know, just vent or chat. And we will be talking, one of the episodes is about me- mental health during this time and, you know, about that. But I really, I feel like there's things that we can do during this time to help, with that growth and growth is painful. You know, I always say that growth is painful. Like I look at my kids going through growing pains, like physical growing pains and it hurts. Like this is, this is uncomfortable growth. And I, I really choose to see it that way. So not everyone's going to share my opinions, but that's okay.
1: Yeah. Oh, and another, so just on the, in the spirit of sharing opinions too, I know that in, in regards to feeling things like, you know, like fear and anxiety over not having enough when it comes to your stuff. I think there's two ways right now that we can look at it. And I think some people are, are going to want to declutter because they're going to get clarity around like, okay, this stuff really is pointless. And then I think there are people who are going to feel, and this is okay. Like they need to hold on to stuff. Right. Yeah. Because we're seeing things fly off the shelves in stores. Right. But one of the biggest benefits that I've had from decluttering is learning. Like we moved our family of five with three suitcases. If there, I I was terrified, right? Like that was our own little mini recession and, and crisis and whatever you want to call it. But we learned that we were okay. We learned that we were resourceful. We learned that even with only three suitcases of stuff, we had enough and we had everything that we needed and we never went without and one of the reasons that I'm super, super passionate about decluttering right now is because it's the perfect time to lean into that, right? When the whole world is telling you there's not enough toilet paper, you can choose to lean in and be like, we can be resourceful. Like, we always yeah. have what we need. It might not be, you know, a never ending supply of toilet paper like we thought we had before, right? But the abundance is still there. We still always have what we need. We still will always have enough stuff. Right. The problem isn't that we won't have enough. It's usually that we have too much. Right. (laughs) And I think it's just a really good time to, to lean into that in our own homes, but also use it to connect with other people. Right. Share our resources that we have. We have enough. Like I kind of got chills when you said like you could give your clothes to somebody who's trying to re-enter the workforce. Right. Because that's a big deal for a lot of people right now. Imagine that. Imagine giving your stuff to somebody who's like, I got to go find a job. Like yeah. that's powerful.
0: It is. And it's <sighs> I mean, there's no there's no better time than right now. And, you know, there's a woman so the way Mamas for Mamas works is, you know, people post things that they need and there's this woman who was pregnant and she, you know, low income, didn't, you know, was on her own for whatever reason and you know, she posted some of the stuff that she needed and I was able to give her every single item on that checklist, Mm -hmm. a a breast pump, a change table, diapers, wipes, all the things. And she was so grateful. So, so grateful that she actually messaged me privately about two months ago and just said, thank you. Like Mm -hmm. I, and sent me pictures of her little baby. And I was just, it was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And that's what this is about, right? It's about giving back and really seeing people, yeah. seeing people, because we're yeah. all, we're all in this together. Socioeconomic status does not matter, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Like we, this is a global experience where your status or you know, how much money you make or what your job is or what you do, it, it actually doesn't matter right now because yeah, we're it, all humans and we're having this very human experience together mm-hmm, so, so much clarity
1: <laughs> yeah yeah well so and i choose clarity. to see
0: this as like not just a time of growth but also a time of perspective yeah right and i love yeah. that you talked about the scarcity mindset versus the abundance mindset because scarcity is that feeling of like you know it's the the toilet paper mindset of like oh my gosh i have to go and get everything and it's like no it's we we do have enough and you know we we're given this opportunity to be present with our families and enjoy having time you know we're not all like busy busy i have to be here and i have to go here and like we i think we started as a society to go a little bit sideways where it's like busy was the new like how are you busy mm-hmm. like there's yeah. no such thing as fine or good or actually not great. I need to talk to somebody. Like there was yeah. no emotions or no connection. It was like, Oh, just busy. Yep. See, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, gotta go. And where, what, what are we busy doing? Yeah. Half the time we're just busy spinning
1: Yeah. That's all we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which, so in regards to like our, our clutter and our stuff, because that's one of the things that makes us go so fast, right? We, we have to clean it. We have to organize it. We have to put it in boxes. We have to we have to pull it out. We have to put it back. We have to ask people to help us with it. We have to spend weekends organizing it. And that was one of the most immediate changes that I noticed when we got to Florida. Like, like our, our situation was unique. Like we got such a clean break from it, but I can tell people like, that's the power of it. If you can do this in your home, you'll experience it too. And they do. But I like, when we got to Florida, I couldn't like complain to my husband, right? Like at the end of the day, after the kids went to bed, if he wanted to hang out and watch a movie, I couldn't be like, I have too much to do. I'm too tired because I didn't have anything to do. And I wasn't tired because everything was just taken care of. And it goes back to like being able to see people, right? I was able to see my husband without the frustration of like, he didn't help with the dishes yeah. There's a sink full of dishes. There's a pile of laundry on the couch. Like, I don't want to watch the show with you on the couch because there's a pile of laundry on the couch. <laughs> um, just things like that didn't happen anymore. And it didn't happen with my kids. Like if they asked me to play with them, I had no excuse not to, <laughs> right? Yeah. Because there were, the toys weren't a mess, right? I wasn't annoyed by it. I wasn't distracted by all of the things inside of my house. And our house just became this sanctuary. And I think it's such a, a perfect time yeah. to make a plan for getting the stuff out of our house when everything opens up, right? Like there are little things that we can do now, um, yeah. but creating a plan so that moving forward, when we can go to the donation centers or we can do, you know, a dump run, if you have to do that, we can move forward and this can be our new normal, right? Our new normal can be a house that's, that is focused on the people. I love I that. Yeah. So let's, let's dive into the good stuff then. Like how, okay.
0: How? Okay. how, how do you like, where do you begin? How do you not have a pile of laundry? How do you not have a pile of dishes, right? Like what, yeah. what's the easy, and I'm sure it's not easy. It's just about like changing mindset and changing habits, but like, what are some tips you can give our, our mamas about, you know, making it a little bit easier?
1: Yes. Okay. So there are two ways that I recommend starting and it just depends on your personality and honestly like how much time you have to give this right as moms we just don't have a whole lot of time so take this and 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 see what feels right to you but you can start with what's easiest right like things i recommend doing things like in your bathroom or under your your kitchen sink or your laundry room cabinets right because likely you'll be able to find a whole lot of trash in there. You'll be able to consolidate things. It's really simple. It's really easy. You can get it done pretty quickly and it feels really good. And you're excited. You're like, I did it. It's done. I would like to live in my laundry room cabinets now because they're so (laughs) nice. Right. (laughs) Um, Or some people like to start with what's most overwhelming to them. Right. If laundry is your, your nemesis and it would feel really good to get your laundry tackled. You're not here. You're like, yes, this is me. me. Um, you know, you're, you might not be able to get it, Well, you won't be able to get it done in 15 minutes. Like you can get an under the sink done, but you can create a plan and say like, um, you know, I'm going to do every time I do a load of laundry, I will pull out the things that I don't like that I don't wear. Right. Um, it's a big one. I have, I have free challenges and stuff that go into more depth about this. Um, But the short answer is like, just if that's what you want to do, break it down into little bite-sized projects, right? Mm. Decluttering your laundry is a huge project. So break it down into little bite-sized ones, walk into your closet and say, you know, I haven't worn this in a year. It's going, this has, you know, a zipper that I've told myself forever that I'm going to fix. And I'm just not, that type of a person. That's yeah. me, right? Like, if it breaks, <laughs> I'm not gonna fix it. <laughs> yeah, um, and and get rid of those things, and just break it down into these, these little manageable projects, so that you can get those quick wins, and you can see that success, and you can see how it builds momentum, and eventually you'll get it all done. <laughs> um, I love that.
0: I love that because it's a theory I use often in my coaching because I work with a lot of authors and podcasters and bloggers and creative people. And, you know, they come to me with this big, big, huge goal. Like I want to do this and I want to have like finish my book and publish my book by this date, And it's like, I don't know how to start and I'm so overwhelmed and blah, blah, blah. So I always say it's like that whole theory around eating an elephant. Now mm-hmm. it's a, a bad analogy because like who wants to eat an who elephant? But that. you think you think <laughs> of how overwhelming that would be. But if it's in like little bite-sized digestible pieces, it's a lot more accessible. So it's just like break everything down into manageable yeah. steps that yeah. you can actually check off, like break it into steps that you can say, done. Step mm-hmm. one, done instead of just calling it a massive umbrella. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's like when you have a baby, right? You don't get pregnant and then have the baby. Like it's a lot of things that happen along the way and they're so tiny and they seem insignificant, but they're not right. They end up being this really great thing. And I think that's where most people get hung up on is that they want to do it all at once. Right. They think it needs to be done in a weekend, but you've spent years and years, maybe decades accumulating all of this stuff. It's going to take you some time to get through it. Just little tiny bite-sized pieces and you'll get through it. And a laundry tip. Okay. I'm going to tell you a laundry tip that whenever I okay. tell people this, they, they roll their eyes so hard at me. So if you do, it's okay. <laughs> but um, I'll take any laundry tips, I swear. <laughs> I it really is my nemesis. So. It's so funny to me because literally I, I get messages. Like this is probably the number one message that I get is like, I thought that was the worst idea ever. And then I did it and it works. But do one load of laundry, like start to finish, wash it, dry it, fold it and put it away before yeah. you start your next one. Because what happens for me, right? You're like, that's yeah. not going to work.
0: <laughs> no, I, I like um, it. I like yeah. it. Like I said, I'll try anything. So. Yeah.
1: But it does like, cause what used to happen for me is like, I would wash dry, put it in the basket and then I would keep it going and the basket gets full and fuller or the couch gets fuller and fuller or my bed or the crib or whatever, wherever I'm putting the laundry. And then I don't want to do it. And then I avoid it. And then we live out of laundry piles. And so I tricked myself into doing one from start to finish, fold it, dry it, put it away because as moms, we only get like small pockets of time. So I have five minutes to fold and put away five or 10 minutes to fold and put away one load of laundry. I rarely get an hour or two to fold all of the laundry that I've washed and dried and put away. Um, yeah, but that's my laundry no. tip. That is- I love that idea. <laughs>
0: and, and also something that I think could work that I'm guilty of not doing is folding it in the laundry room. Yeah. So it's like, take it out of the dryer, fold it right away, mm-hmm. go put it away. Right. Yes. So it's not like, cause what happens and I know all of you are listening going, yep. Uh, that's <laughs> I do <this> too. Yeah. <laughs> I do this too. It's like you have laundry basket upon laundry basket of clean laundry, just sitting there like yelling at you to fold it. And you're just like, Ooh, it's so much laundry. I can't yeah. possibly do that. So yeah, I think yeah. folding it in the laundry room. So it never leaves that space unfolded is, yeah. is a good, a good tip too.
1: Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. if you bring a, a laundry basket, at least if I do, if I bring a laundry basket of clean clothes up to my closet, yeah, I have no incentive to put it away. Like I, yeah. I've already brought it there. I'm done. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I and it's totally weird, but it's it. true.
1: <laughs> yep. Absolutely.
0: No, I love yes. that. Do you have any other tips for our mamas today before we
1: wrap it up? I don't think so. I think that's all the tips. Just know that this is a weird time and yeah. I appreciate you putting this whole series together because it's such a weird time and yeah. we need all the help we can get. <laughs> I totally agree. Well, thank you so
0: much for being here yeah, and you. sharing your wisdom with everyone. If our listeners or, watch, or viewers, because we're doing something a little different here, yeah. if they want to track you down and, you know, try some of those free challenges that you were talking about, or you know, maybe take one of your courses, where can they find you?
1: Yeah, so motherhoodsimplified.com is the best place. Um it has all of the links to like the Facebook group, which is the most active place on social media, Instagram, the free challenges, the courses, everything. The podcast, there's a podcast too if you want awesome. It's like we're decluttering together if you listen in. (laughs) Um, Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I love,
0: I love that. So I'll put all all the information in the show notes and in this thread (laughs) because we're doing both video and audio today, but thank you, Krista, so much for being here. We really appreciate your time and all of your wisdom and thank you for sharing.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much. Good luck
0: mamas with the declutter.
1: Yeah. (laughs)